a lot of thank yous to get through first, so um, let me get straight to them. Uh, thanks, thanks firstly to friends and family, uh, and you know what, you guys are our family. Um, thank, thanks for, you know what, um, to, after last week, we, we really weren't sure whether today would even work, uh, and I'm, I'm really grateful that even though we've got to sit here like this and you guys can wink at me like, you know, uh, even though we've got to do that today, that's, I'm really grateful. Um, thanks, th- thank you for being here, and thanks to the people. I know, I know there's people from Billawheeler watching this morning, and there's probably people from Wangaratta as well. Uh, just, w- just wanted to say good morning uh, and thank you to um, to you. That, by the way, we, we've got a lot of messages to get through. A, lo- a lot of a lot of text messages that I've read and I haven't um, got back to. A lot of emails. A lot of. Um, a lot of letters from down south and up north, and they're all coming to us. And some of them have been packed; others have vanished. Um, thank you. Um, I may not get back to all of them, but I'll but I'll try. Okay. About four years ago, uh, we I was I was almost ready to give up on this whole pastor's job until a, a friend of mine who'll be here for the second service this morning sent me a message and said, uh, "Have you?" Uh, you know, there's a you know there's a, a pastor's job at Hills Wesleyan Church, and my response was, I still have the message. What's a Wesleyan Church? Uh, I, I I called Nathan that week and asked him the same questions, and I guess the rest is history. Hey, um, can can I just say collectively to 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 each one of you who have made us part of the family, um, thank you for doing that, and can I ask quite simply that you do the same thing for the next person? Um, thanks, thanks. Probably more importantly, I, I think there's a there's a there's a fine line there between you know what he's um he's the, he's the pastor and he's my pastor, right? And I know that that a lot of you went that extra mile and made us feel like that, and we're just we're just really grateful. Um, we're obviously leaving uh, you know close family and fr- and friends behind in this area, and also uh, you know family uh, around around the places. So we will be, we will be back next time I'm here. I'll I'll just park myself in the back row uh, somewhere, and you might have to save your hugs and stuff to the next time we're here. But we we'll, we will be here. Okay. Um, there's a lot of things we want to take take from our time, I guess, in in uh, at Hills. And as we go on to Wangaratta, there's a couple of things we can't take with us, and that's the uh, extraordinary number of Hills Church pens that I had to return. Um, <laughs> as, as we cleaned out our houses and cars and offices, my goodness me. Um, so, but Nathan did insist that I take one with me, so that's okay. Uh, a, a special thank you to, to, to Nathan. Th- thanks. Um, I know that both of us have learned, have, have learned a lot together over the last couple of years. Um, you've... I think both of us have grown, have grown a lot together, I think. Um, we've both learned a lot. Nathan's learnt um, a little bit from me and probably some more patience with me over the years. But uh, church, you got yourself a great pastor. Keep him a long time. I can't vote for him next time, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, just, um, you've got, you got, you got great people in this church. Thanks to Adam and Kerry and Beck and Chris and Karen and, and just all... All the staff who have made this place just fun to come to. 
uh, every day. And you know what? We're, we're looking forward to the, to, to the relationship between Wangaratta and Hills continuing. And I, I, I just want to say this. The, the one reason we feel a bit of regret today is because we firmly believe as a family that the best, church, the best days for this church are still coming. Yeah? Um, thank you to the people who have served alongside us, you know, with CAP and hosting and um, newcomers and, uh, you know, just, you know, small groups and all. None of, none of what we've accomplished could ever have been done without you. Um, thank you. Thanks to the people who, um, and, there's, and there's a lot of you who went the extra mile over the last four years just to send, send a text message or buy us a coffee or, um, you know, there's, there's, some, there's some people who have just gone the extra mile, turn up. Uh, once a fortnight just to pray with Amanda and God we're, we're just really grateful for each and every one of you God God has clearly put you there to to be an encouragement um, and we're really grateful uh, and you guys know who you are thank you to thanks to Amanda um, you're the best support I think we could possibly ever hope for by the, by the way we actually celebrate 20 years of marriage on Wednesday by um by, by loading the truck. <laughs> so, um, you know what? Of all the of all the journeys, um, I I'm the luckiest man in the world. Um, one more important thing. I don't know where the tissues are, but anyway, um, one more important thank you. I just want to thank Jesus for what He's done. Um, I think I'm starting to understand Paul in Philippians three. He, he says these words. Thanks, Mitch. He says, Everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Jesus. And I think amidst all the, the challenges and bits and pieces of life, um, there's nothing in this world like knowing Jesus. And it would be the greatest honour and privilege of my life, wherever I am, whatever job I'm in, to keep telling people about Jesus until the day I die. Can I stop there? <laughs> okay, let's get into a sermon. My apologies. Um, I want to share this morning from, uh, from, from, Reve- from Revelation 21. Uh, we're obviously starting a new journey, and, and guess what? So are you. You guys are starting a, starting a new journey as well. Um, there's a couple of encouragements and... I guess just uh, you know, challenges in, in here. It's the last page in my Bible, and I figured I had, I had to get to it sooner or later. Um, the, for, for those of you who know the Bible, this is, this is the very end of God's redemptive plan. And you might be like, well, why bother reading that? Well, here's the point. As God's people, we know how the story ends, right? Okay. This is Revelation 21. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them. They will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eye. And there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain. All these things are gone forever. Hallelujah. Bring that day on. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. He said to me, 
write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he said, it is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit these blessings. I will be their God. They will be my people. You might be looking at that and just going, why read that today? Uh, and let's, let's face it, sometimes some of, those, some, of these, some of these prophetic and futuristic sort of things just seem so far removed from what we are used to in this world, right? We're, we're used to the here and now. We're used to a world full of problems and complications and, and issues and, and troubles and pandemics and, and, and all that stuff. And I, th- I think we should read that, the truth of where God is taking humanity, not just as interesting spiritual information, but I think, I, th- I think it's in the Bible there because God wants us to understand our life today in, what he's, in light of what he will do tomorrow. I hope that makes sense. Because if we as God's people know how the story ends and we do know how the story ends, then that reality has everything to do with how we live in the here and now. And I, just, I, think, it, I think it impacts how we make decisions and how we, how we worship and how we serve and how we motivate one another and how we motivate ourselves and how we... Um, our attitudes. Nathan's preaching about this in the moment. And I think this passage just really reminds us of a couple of things that are of eternal importance that I just want to talk to you about today. And the first one is, is just this. Value your relationship with God. Uh, it's, it's been a joy to watch many of you go deeper and deeper with, with, uh, with God over these years. But I'm under no illusions that maybe in the last four years, for some of you, you've gone backwards. Okay? I know that life gets busier. The family get taller. The, 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 the requirements of stuff in this life just get more and more and more. And it's so easy for that relationship to get stale and stuff just not to work. And I guess when we, when we read this passage and we see that our ultimate future is in a restored relationship with God where everything makes sense and there's intimacy and there's fullness. Let's just read it. Verse verse 3 says, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them. They will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eye. How do you wipe a tear from somebody's eye apart from tissues um, you sit next to them you put an arm around them you look them face to face you tell them it's going to be okay you you reassure them okay i think that's the point we, we, we should actually read this passage and yearn like nothing else for the day when jesus comes and does that and that yearning should influence everything we do today and how we work and how we pray and how we worship and all those things. Everyone, listen. 
God made you for a relationship with him today. Not, not at some point in the future, today. And he longs that even though he can't physically put his arm around you, even though he can't look at you face to face today, he still longs that you would bring your troubles and burdens and worries to him day in and day out. That's what you were made for. And, and God, with that ultimate restoration in mind, sent a saviour to be the invitation for that relationship to continue. And I, um, I just want to encourage you as we, as we go today to be people whose lives are deeply marked by relationship with him. It, it is so easy over the course of life to let life's events and, and details dictate how our relationship with God goes. And I'm convinced it's the other way around. Our relationship with God should dictate everything about how we see the world around us. I got that wrong for a long time. Second thing, live with your ultimate future in mind. Um, and let that, let that future hope that you have as, as God's people inform the motivations and the decisions and the things that you do, you do here today. Now, I'm not suggesting for a second that you should be so heavenly-minded that you're no earthly good, okay? We, can, we, we can't live in that place. But I think when we stop to consider the, the future that God has in mind, it should motivate us and pr- help us prioritise the things that really matter. And you know what? When I look at my life, I, I see some stuff that I'm like, you know what? That doesn't get me anywhere. But when I look at, my, at the people in my, in, my, in my house and my neighbours and my workplace and my family, those people and their relationship with God and the invitation that I can give them to something more is ever so important. And the church, which is supposed to be a little snapshot of our future, where we pray, obviously we don't need to pray because God's there, right? But we, can, but we can be there in God's physical presence, embracing people, loving people, worshipping and all that stuff. And, and, and what we do today should be a snapshot of where we're going. Okay. Can I just encourage you, please, to make the church a place where you work to discover your gifts, where you seek to make it better, I've, I've used this line with, with people in this church so many times I've lost count. Turn up in this church and make it better because you're here. Okay, Find a place to contribute and make the church a better place. That's what it's all about. You know, the, 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 the danger is, and I'm not going to over, over, over talk about this, but just the danger is that we consider church to be a place that exists for us and that ain't what it's about. Okay, there are a lot of areas in the church, obviously, that need a, you know, you, you need gifts, you need um, a, a talent in an area, but there's, a, but there is a lot of areas where you just need a willingness and a servant heart. And it's my dream for this church that you guys are for, are people who will always go the extra mile to make this place better, and you're always willing to embrace 
one more. Please stay that church. Uh, third, third thing is, 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 I guess, a little bit complicated. Per- persevere and overcome. Um, verse 7 says, all, all who are victorious will inherit these blessings. I will be their God. They will be my children. Wow. Some of those translations actually, actually use the phrase, to all who overcome. And I just wanted to make this point that while we, while we look forward to the day when, when Jesus comes back and everything is restored and things are the way that God intended them to be, there will be a lot of tears along the journey. There will be a lot of days when things don't make sense. There will be a lot of days where there's a challenge and we don't know how to deal with it. And that's why I want to share this. At the start of last year, 2020, I sensed that there was, that there was change coming uh, for me and for, and for our family and also for this church. I think, I'm not sure I was the only person who, who thought that too. Um, and look, I'm, I'm passionate about the church. I love, I love this church. I love the church in general, but I'm even more passionate about the people outside those walls. And um, that's, just, that's just me. So last, last year was a, was a real battle with God on a number of fronts for me. It was, it was, I knew change was coming. I had dreams and ideas about how God might use me. God had dreams, about, dreams and ideas about him, how he might use me. And, well, they weren't the same. Is that, is that okay to say that? <laughs> The, the main problem was, I spent the vast majority of last year not sure what God was trying to do. I just, I just didn't see it. So, so, some of you saw it. I, I didn't. <laughs> okay. And there's plenty of days where all you can see is uncertainty. There's plenty of days where all you can do is complain. There's... There's plenty of days where you have to learn, to learn to be willing to give up the thing that maybe you even love most to take hold of more of God. And the struggle to be content in the middle of all that. Now, if any of those words sound familiar, it's because I preached all of them at you last year. And can I just be honest? They weren't, they weren't at you. They were aimed squarely at me. Um, a lot of doors last year closed. A lot of dreams, a lot of, a lot of things that I was passionate about just, just, just didn't work. And it's really, really discouraging, isn't it, when God puts a, a hunger on your heart for something and just says no. There's not, nothing worse. And what we found in the middle of, the, of that whole process over, over the last couple of months is that there's always been one door open and it's got wider and wider and wider, and it's almost like God was killing off the things he didn't like and pushing us to the place where he wanted us. Uh, the day came down to make a final decision, and I went with God with a list of questions about, quite honestly, about how do I do this? How do I do what you have put on our hearts to, get, to go and do? And let's just say that the year of, of dryness with God finished. Um, I cannot put into words what happened that day. Um, I've got about 
about four or five pages of notes that I have no idea where they came from. God answered every single need that we had in mind. After after a whole year of dryness, there it is right there. And I stood stood before you guys five or six weeks ago and shared a whole bunch of prayer needs, house, this, that, everything else. I want to tell you today that God has filled every single one of them. And this morning, he decided to give us the border pass. If he wants you somewhere, he'll make it happen. That's how, that's how it works. A lot of last year, following God is always going to be two things. Okay, It's always going to be two things. One is surrendering your own plan. And the second is just keep on going. Just persevere. Persevere and overcome. That's what it's about. This is a quote from Elizabeth Elliot, the the wife of famous missionary Jim Elliot. And she said this, God is God. If he is God, then he is absolutely worthy of my worship and my service. I will find rest nowhere else but in the centre of his will. And his will is infinitely, immeasurably and unspeakably beyond even the largest notions of what he might be doing. And that is our testimony today in front of you. Um, I know that there are some of you today who it feels like God hasn't been real to you forever. It feels like he hasn't spoken to you for a long time. It feels like there's this, this, this dryness has just continued over and over and over again. And I just want to tell you today that God has not given up on you. He didn't give up on me. Persevere. Trust him. And he will never let you down. And when he's ready, he'll open the door for you. And it'll never be the one that you expect. It'll never be the one you expect. Um, My dreams for Hills Church are these. Especially as we look towards the future and what God will do... um, in the future, the day where he puts it all right. See him like never before. Serve him like never before. Persevere and overcome. Because I want to tell you that this God that you know can absolutely be trusted. He has not given up on you. And that's the end of the story. Keep on going. I love what this church has become. And my dream for you is that you would just keep on prospering. And I just want to reiterate what we said before. The truth is that we love what this church is. We love where you're going. And we're going to share it with you in a sense, even from a distance. Um, I want to pray and just ask the band to come. Um, I, I really didn't know how, how best to honour God in this moment this morning. And I just figured... I'm just gonna, we're just going to sing a song that for me years ago made a lot of sense. That for me years ago when it, when it became a decision about how I was going to serve God and what my life would become, this song for me said it all. And I know it's a hymn and we don't do too many hymns, but I won't be able to do this without a couple of tears, by the way. But um, I just dream that as you sing and you contemplate these words, 
that maybe God does something in here as well. And what you ultimately believe about where God is taking you and taking this world has everything to do with how you choose to live today. Can, I'd be, be honoured to pray for you. God, I, I pray for Hills Church. I, I thank you for the people who have been so faithful and loving and, um, and have made us part of the family. And God, I thank you that we're always going to be that. But God, for the days ahead, I pray for this church that you might uh, light a fire within people to seek you, light a fire within people to serve you. God, keep that, keep, keep that flame going and persevere and keep going when, when just things don't seem to make any sense. God, I pray for the church that it, that it would continue to grow and be effective and God, I've prayed every, like every, every, every Sunday for the last couple of years that you continue to bring people from this community who you're working on to church. And God, I continue to pray that, 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 that the church would continue to, to embrace people as they come. And God, I pray for the person who takes my job because um, it was never my job to start with. God, I pray for your anointing and your blessing on the future staff of Hills Church. Um, God, I don't, I don't even know who that, who that is or what the position will be or what it means, but I pray, Lord God, that you would prepare and equip and bring everything you need for this church to be fantastic and great in the days ahead. I bless, God, I, God I, uh, I commit them to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Best days are ahead, church. Best days are ahead.